right, take two. All right. How you guys doing today? Hope we're well. Can't get comfortable on my stool at work. Um, if you're rustling, there's papers here because uh, we're doing another true crime episode today. Um, again, I was watching Deadly Women because it's kind of a slow day here at work and they were talking about a case and I, it kind of piqued my interest. So I dove into it a little bit and, um, now I want to talk about it, um, just cause it's kind of crazy. <laughs> so the Pepin sisters, a uh, little bit of background. It was a uh, Christine and Leah Pepin. Um, they were born in Le Mans, France. Christine was born in, or on March 8th, uh, 1905. And then her younger sister, Leah was born September 15th of 1911. They did have an older sister, Amelia, um, and growing up, their mother was not very affectionate or nurturing. Um, she uh, actually blamed her own daughter. I'm going to put some trigger warnings um, in the description, so if you need to pause and read those, uh, please do. Um, but moving forward, um, like, the mother blamed Amelia, the oldest daughter, for um, her own rape from her potential father. Uh, mom was kind of a hoe and was like sleeping with her, um, allegedly was sleeping around with her boss um, while she was dating uh, uh, the father. And then um, when she was like five months pregnant, they got married. So not that it's shitty to do that, but like she was just kind of shitty for like sleeping around on her dude and all that stuff. So, and like she blamed her own daughter for her own assault. Um, excuse me. Um, but around 1912-ish, um, it was soon after Amelia's, um, assault, uh, she was sent, her mom's, their mom sent Amelia, the oldest daughter, to a orphanage. It was the Bon Pasteur Catholic Orphanage. And it was shortly after that, Christine and Leah were sent as well. Um... And the orphanage was known for its discipline and its brutality. Like, they, like you did not do something you weren't supposed to. Like, they were very brutal. Um, and that's just what mom thought the girls needed. But Christine felt called to be, called to be a nun. Uh, but their mom was like, no, you're, you're not going to be a nun. You're going to go work and you're going to make me money. Um because that's just what's going to go down. Um, because dad like left, <laughs> dad left at some point. And so she had like no income really. So she was like, my daughters are going to go live with other people and work for me. Um, and make me money. So, uh, at age 15, Christine was for forced to leave the orphanage by her mom and work in different houses around Le Mans. And the orphanage had taught them like basic, um, house like cleaning duties how to cook um how to run a home things like that um so it was very easy for the girls to transition into being live-in maids um christine was known to be a hard working hard working and a good cook if she was insubordinate at times um you know she you know sometimes she was just like well, fuck you i'm not doing this or i'll you know i'll do that later or whatever um, but overall, she was very hardworking and a very good cook. Um, and Leah was known to be a good cook as, or a, a good worker as well. 
Uh, She was quiet. She was introverted. She was very obedient. She was also considered to be a little bit um, more challenged than her sister. Uh, She didn't really have, like, major mental disabilities, but, you know, she did have, like, maybe, like, a learning disability of some sort. Um, So she was, you know, a little bit slower than her sister. Um... But eventually, Christine was hired by retired lawyer or um, solicitor, because uh, this was France. So, uh, retired solicitor Rene Lancelin, his wife Lane, ran the house, and then their daughter uh, Genevieve. And they had an older daughter as well, but she was already married and gone by the time um, the girls came to the house to work. Um, but after Christine was hired, it was several months later, she talked uh madame leonay to uh hire leia as a champ chambermaid and she was so um you know she they worked together several times um it was mom who would like encourage the girls to like you're not making enough christine you need to go find somewhere else or leah you need to go find somewhere else and like they preferred to work together when possible um they really just had a unbreakable unshakable bond um which becomes apparent as the further we get into this. Um, but by outside accounts, they were treated well. They ate the same food as the family. They were paid standard wages for the time. Uh, they had a room in the attic, but it was heated, um, which was, you know, kind of a luxury um, in the nineteen hundred early 1900s. So, um, you know, I mean, outside-wise, they were treated well. And the family was actually, the Lancelin family was actually... The envy of the Lamont's upper class communities because the Pepin sisters were so hardworking and dedicated and they would work like 14 hour days um, and they only had like half a day off once a week. Um, it's like these girls like busted ass. Um, they would work like, like I said, like 14, 16 hour days. Sorry, I got sidetracked for a second. Um, <laughs> but um, now in the house was different. Some accounts say, and I researched a couple of different things just because I was like, like, it seemed like there were like pieces missing. So like I had to kind of feel like look around for them. So some accounts say that in the household, Madame Leonet was depressed and would berate the girls. Um, others say that in seven years that they worked for the um, family, they never spoke to Madame Leonay, her orders were given on like notes, like stick, like post-it notes or index cards or things like that. Like never spoke to them. It's also said that she did white glove tests to confirm things had been dusted and cleaned properly. It's also alleged that she abused the girls, like knocking the shit out of them, even like at one point bashing their heads in the wall. Um, and these are all alleged. You know, it's it's hard to say for sure what what's true and what's not, especially from, you know, so long ago. Um, and allegedly the two girls became lovers. Um, one of the researchers on, um, deadly women kind of put it as quote, sort of a mother, daughter, sister, sister, lover type relationship. Um, they, I mean, they, they were, they were young teenage girls, they only had each other. So, I mean, I get it. I don't want to see, I don't want to say I get it, but I get it. You know what I mean? Um, 
but it's all and it's also said that uh the madam found out about it and even others outside of the house knew about it um and deadly women they said that uh she like walked in on them and they were like it's implied that they were kind of like making out or getting handsy with each other and things like that um but yeah, let's get into the nitty gritty. So on Fe- it's February 2nd, 1933. Madame Lyonnais and Genevieve come home from, sh- uh, from shopping, unexpected by the sisters. They were supposed to meet Renee, the husband, at a friend's house for dinner. So they were not expected for the rest of the evening. And what happened was Christine and Leah were doing the laundry and they had plugged in an iron that was faulty and it shorted out the electricity in the, ha- in the whole house. And they decided, it was kind of later in the day, so they decided, well, the family's not going to be here until later tonight. You know, we'll just, fuck it, like, we'll just do, we'll do all that tomorrow. Um, which, again, makes sense because they, you know, they're, they're maids and they're young maids and, like, they're not really running the house. They're, you know, it, that would be the mother's responsibility to call an electrician or call somebody to come fix it. Um, It would be their responsibility to only tell them. So again, that makes sense. You know, like, well, we just have to deal with it later. So Madame Lyonnais and Genevieve come home. Christine explains what happened with the iron and then it shorted out the electricity. And Madame Lyonnais flew into a rage. She allegedly attacked Christine first um, and Christine grabbed a nearby water pitcher, like a silver pewter pitcher, and just smashed the mother in the head. Just smashed the fuck out of her head. Um, and, like, incapacitated her for a minute. Um, Genevieve then came to her mother's rescue and defense and attacked Christine. That's when Leah came down from the attic and, uh, they gouged out the daughter in the mother's eyes. Christine gouged out Genevieve's and she yelled at Leah um, to get the get the madam's eyes. And so they gouged out their fucking eyeballs with their bare hands. Like, that's kind of where this gets nuts. It's like, what the fuck? So then, then Christine runs downstairs to the kitchen and retrieved a knife and a hammer, like a ballpoint hammer or ball pin hammer, whatever it is. Um, and together they bludgeoned the two women until they were unrecognizable. If you see these crime scene photos that I saw, they are, they're, they don't look like human beings. Like it's comparable to the Lizzie Moore, Lizzie Borden murders, um, where they were just completely unrecognizable. Um, they also mutilated their buttocks, their genitals and their thighs um, which is crazy. So they cleaned themselves up. They locked the house up tight and waited in their room for the inevitable. Um, cause I mean, eventually dude's going to come home and realize his wife and kids are dead or child is dead. So when Madame Leonette and Genevieve didn't show up, Renee came home with a friend, found the house locked up tight and he couldn't get in. So he called the police and that police broke into the townhouse and then that's when they found Madame Lena and and I'm probably butchering her name I really don't know if I'm pronouncing that correctly I'm sure someone will let me know 
Um, but Madame Lionet and Genevieve were found at that point because it, it was right in the foyer. It was, um, I mean, it was just right in the damn door because it was as soon as they walked in, that's when they were greeted by Christine. And that's when the mother asked, like, you know, what happened? What's, why isn't the electricity working? And then that's when she, that's where the attack happened. So it was immediately the bodies were found. So the sisters were found in bed upstairs naked together and they immediately confessed to both murders they claimed self-defense christine simply said quote it was her or us um so in the trial uh the defense argued a predisposition of mental illness and claimed temporary insanity they argued the predisposition because they had like a grandfather who had like bouts of temperament they had a cousin who or somebody who committed suicide. They had um, someone else who ended up in an asylum. So it was like they were, they argued, I mean, they they argued it. Um, but they were found sane and they were found guilty. Um, Christine Papin, was, who is the older sister, or the, I guess the middle sister, uh, was sentenced to death via guillotine in the town square. And she was supposed to be sentenced to, or she was supposed to, get the guillotine September 30th of 1933 and Leah Pepin was considered an accomplice and only received 10 years hard labor um while waiting for her sentence Christine tried to claw her own eyes out she basically was like being separated from her sister drove her nuts to the point that she she started going crazy um she was put in a straitjacket and committed to life in prison um, but she starved herself because she was like, I'm still not getting through to these people. I need my sister. So she starved herself and that's what, um, ultimately, uh, she died from in 1937. Um, Leah was released after eight years for good behavior and lived her life with her mother under an assumed name. Um, I also saw where she, they, somebody was doing research and she was supposed to have passed away in 1982. And then someone else was doing a movie and tracked someone down who claimed to be Leah from like in like 2000 and or 2001. And she'd had like a stroke and was like immobile and stuff like that. But she claimed to be Leah Pepin and, um, she died in, I think, 2002, I think is what it said. Um, but yeah, I was just like, that's nuts. That's so crazy. Like, and like, they had never really shown like acts of aggression. Like they were very protective of each other. Um, but they weren't ever like violent before or anything like that. And they really didn't, I mean, their mom wasn't, there's no like, past like physical abuse that I could find um so it's kind of like there's n there's no like background for it I guess is what I'm trying to say like it's kind of like out of the blue like what the fuck what happened um I and there were psychologists later let me see if I can pull up the article Because I, I, I was going to write it down and then I didn't and I wish I had. Um, 
Maybe that's why. Okay, so in the aftermath of the trial, psychological experts later argued that they suffered phileadu. All right, so, um, sorry, I had somebody come in. So, um, so the folly ado, the condition of shared psychosis. Uh, the symptoms of the shared paranoid psychosis included hearing voices, a sense of persecution, and a capability for inciting violence and perceived self-defense against imagined threats as well as inappropriate expressions of sexuality. Those are definitely not my words. Uh, this is on allthatsinteresting.com slash papan-sisters. Um, this is where I got some of my info, info from. Um, but um, it says that those afflicted with paranoia often uh, focus on a mother figure as a persecutor. And is this the persecutor was Madame Lancelin. Um, oof. In such states, one half of the pair will often dominate the other, as Christine dominated Leah. Paranoid schizophrenia can be difficult to diagnose, as the paranoid person can appear quite normal, which is how the sisters would have likely come across to the prosecution at their trial. Um, it's, yeah, and they've got a couple, if you, if you do check out this website, they do have a couple of the, uh, photos from the crime scene. Um... Um, yeah, sorry, I had someone else come in, so I don't know what I was saying. Um, but yeah, that is the Papan sisters and, um, the two French maid sisters who were live-in maids and they were convicted of murdering their employer's wife and daughter. So that is that. Um, so thank you guys for listening. What do you guys think about that? Is that as crazy to me as, as it is to you guys? I mean, like, it's just it's nuts. Do you think that they did, that they were crazy? Do you think that they did have mental illness or did they just snap? Do you think they were lovers or was it just more of a mother daughter type relationship? What do you guys think? Let me know. I would love to hear what you guys think about it. Um, yeah, it was just, I was just like blown away by that. It was like they gouged their eyes out. What? Um, yeah, that's nuts. That's like a whole other level of like, primal, I guess. Um, but anyway, I'm going to go, uh, cause I also have to pee. So <laughs> thank you guys for listening. Have an awesome day. It is beautiful in Asheville today right now. It is so sunny and pretty. Um, so I hope you're out enjoying the weather, um, the springtime weather. So anyway, thanks for listening guys. As always, uh, I appreciate it. Um, I will say the YouTube channel or episode is hopefully coming soon. Um, I have it planned out. I just haven't had a chance to sit down and do it. Um, cause when I was going to do it, I had to work and then I couldn't do it. And blah, blah, blah. so anyway, but hopefully it's coming soon. Um, so hopefully you guys like that too. Um, I would love thoughts on that or ideas for that. Um, so yeah, anyway, where I'm going to stop babbling because I really need to pee. So thanks for listening. Have an awesome day. Uh, remember to drink some water and, uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye.